In this episode, I'll point to my resources page, which is a curated page of some of the tools I found really useful to aid my fasting. Some of the links on that page are affiliate links, which essentially means I get a small commission if you decide to buy the item from that link. This is completely at no cost to you. We're coming to the end of 2019. And whether you celebrate it or not, the holiday season is upon us. What does that mean generally? Most people go out and eat too much, even more than they normally do. I went out, for example, on Monday and had two meals out. But, you know, you've got to live life. And that's something that Michael Mosley said in The Fasting Diet. So I've lived life and hence why I fasted yesterday. In this episode, we're going to go through a detailed overview of 5-2. Who can fast? Overcommitting. The nitty gritty of the diet. And monitoring. So, all that's left for me to say is roll those titles. He's not a medical professional. He's not a nutritionist. He's not a best-selling author. He's not even an athlete. But he is a man who's passionate about the Fast 5-2 diet. He wants to try and get everybody to be able to achieve their health goals, whilst having their cake and eating it. And here he is, the man himself. It's Ben Hampson. Hello. So let's get straight into it because this is quite a, a longer episode because we're kind of going through the detail. So who can fast? So fasting diets are not recommended for the following. People who are underweight or have an eating disorder. Children under 18 years old. Type 1 diabetics or diabetics taking medication for their diabetes other than metformin. Pregnant women or breastfeeding mothers people recovering from surgery, those who are frail or have significant underlying medical conditions that should speak to their doctor first, as they would before embarking on any weight loss regime, those who are not sure how their prescribed medications may affect them and should consult a doctor or physician first, people feeling unwell or who have a fever, those taking warfarin should also consult their doctor as it may increase their INR, and people with a history of serious mental health problems. Essentially, if you have any kind of underlying condition or you're worried in any way, please see a medical professional before taking on a fasting diet because it does put a mild strain on your system. And um, for most people, that's fine. But if you're worried, please seek out help first. So it's a good time of year to explain my next point what does everybody do in the beginning of a new year and what will everybody do for time memoriam but particularly in 2020 they'll commit to doing lots of unrealistic stuff take myself a few years ago i got a gym membership i decided i was going to go on a health kick and eat lots of healthy food I was going to give up alcohol for a month or two. A few weeks later, I was eating all the wrong food, putting on weight, and I lost my motivation to go to the gym. So when I started on the 5-2 diet, I started off with a sort of clean sheet of paper. Let me, let me explain. I just committed to fasting twice a week. 
and watching my calories on the other day. I didn't commit to any kind of exercise and all that my choices would be healthy as long as I achieved the calories that I had set out for that particular day. That's all I was worried about. I know that I have an issue with um, high salt, saturated fats and sugars in my diet and I need to change that. But it's not something that's a priority for me at the moment. The priority is sort of stability. Now I've got to the the maintenance stage. So now what I'd like to do is really go into the, the, the nitty gritty of the diet itself. So let's start off with that, that calorie bit again that everybody sort of forgets. Your week essentially is divided up into two. So five days in the week, the days at your choice and discretion, you will have 2,000 calories of your female or 2,500 calories of your male. For two days a week, you'll have 500 calories of your female or 600 calories of your male. Now, the one thing I would say to you is try and eat up all your calories on all the days don't worry if you're slightly under and over over by so say sort of 30 calories it's not an issue but try and eat up to those calories so it's no good having if if you're say on 2000 calories having 1500 calories in a day because you may not get to the point and the weight loss that you you want so try and eat up to your, your calories i would also say that one day a week you can get away with maybe doing a thousand calories extra and it's not not an issue. I, I certainly done that for most of my time um, with the diet. I, I tend to weigh myself on a Saturday morning. So, for example, in Saturday evening, I would tend to maybe go over by normally it's three, four hundred calories, but sometimes up to a thousand calories. And it doesn't seem to have any major effect. Obviously, later on, I'm going to try not to do that. But just at the moment. I'm happy where I am, so that's okay. So how many days should you fast? So initially I'd say just stick with the two days. Don't try and go any more than that. I'd pick the same days in the week if you can. Obviously it depends on your schedule. I, I for example, would favour a Monday and a Friday. Monday's a good day because it's sort of after the weekend's gone. And Friday it is a good day for me personally because normally I would have a drink on a Friday I alcoholic drink um, and what it means is I don't tend to have that and and that what that means is on the Saturday morning when I weigh myself generally it's it's better than I thought so for me personally that that's a good way of, of doing it if the weight loss is is going in the direction you want and by that I mean you shouldn't really be looking to lose any more than a kilo or two pounds per week Sometimes you'll find in the first few weeks that you'll, you will lose a lot more. That's okay. But after that, you should find that it's about that sort of, um, about that sort of scale. If you're finding, say, two, three months in, that you've sort of hit a bit of a plateau, and unfortunately you, you can have that, what I would say to you, I, I would leave it for a week or two before you you, you, you sort of decide to do anything uh, major. But let's say two or three weeks, a couple of months in, and you're finding your weight's not really moving. You could try and go down the 4-3 route, so i.e. four days not fasting and three days fasting. 
And if you want to get a little bit more extreme, you could try alternative days fasting. So what that means is you fast on one day and then you don't fast on the next and then fast on one day, don't fast on the next. So when should you have your meals on a fast day? The way fasting works is essentially you burn your body fat. So having 25% of your calories rather than the full 100% obviously allows you to do that. Also, to increase that, it's a good idea to try and leave a longer period, if you can, between eating. Now, there is still quite a lot of debate as to whether or not this is the case. But personally, that's what I've done and I think it's a good Good idea. So let me illustrate what I do. About 8.30 to 9 o'clock the night before, I stop um, eating. Then I don't eat again until 8.30 to 9 o'clock the next morning. And then I wait another 12 hours and I don't eat till 8.30, 9 o'clock on the, the, the day that I'm fasting. And then I wait another 12 hours and then I don't eat between 8 until 8.30 to 9 o'clock the next day. So essentially I have 36 hours with only 600 calories. Now for some people that's too difficult and what may need to happen is you may need to have, for example, an apple or something like that at lunchtime to to get you through. That's absolutely fine. Uh, Mimi Spencer, co-author of The Fasting Diet, essentially does that. So it's not an issue if you if you if you find you can't can't get through i would also try and plan your meals in advance now if planning a, a week's worth of meals is is too hard i would at the very minimum plan your fasting day meals and the reason i say that is because there is nothing worse than looking forward to something and finding that you've left a key ingredient out It's happened to me, and I can tell you I was not a happy bunny. The other thing to look at is, should your meals be super healthy? Now, I'd love to tell you, yes, absolutely, they should be really healthy. You should eat less meat, have more fish, have lots of fruit and veg. Of course you should, absolutely. But remember about over-committing. If you find that difficult, don't give yourself another reason to fail. Just go as long as you as long as you stick to the the calories. So just to repeat that, 2000 calories. If you're female, 2500 calories. If you're male on your non fasting days, on your fasting days, 500 calories if you're female and 600 calories if you're male. As long as you stick to that, it's fine. So what, what, for example, if I'm having breakfast, what sort of things can I have? I personally uh, have porridge with almond milk and a tablespoon of honey. Um, the breakfast biscuits you can get are also quite good. You could have a bagel with cream cheese, although you have to be a little bit careful with that because bagel is quite high. So you may find that you'll have to eat a little bit less in the evening. You could have poached eggs and smoked salmon, for example. For, for dinner... Uh, in the summer, I would tend to sort of have maybe a tuna-based salad. It's quite good if you can get sort of 
fish into your to diet in the winter however i find one of the downsides of of fasting is that i get quite cold so in the winter i do like to have a warm meal so i've had like bacon and cabbage for example with a bit of onion um, and some a spice mixture or a bagel and two bits of bacon there's 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 loads of things that that you that you can have and if you um you know if you like salads salads are good because you get sort of a good bang for your buck on regarding calories um fish is also very good seafood's good once you get into sort of some of the heavier meats they're not so good because obviously they're quite calorific so probably try and avoid those on your fasting days so what do you drink ideally you're best to sort of stick to water if you can i've got to be honest i love coffee so i tend to to have that or tea with without milk obviously your coffee needs to be without milk as well you can there there are i've read sort of recently where some people have said that they do have um coffee and tea with milk during the day um again that is something so long as you keep within your your calories that is if you can't bear to be without it then i I would say go with that because again if you don't then it's going to give you a um, another reason to fail i'd avoid any carbonated drinks um although something like sparkling mineral water is obviously okay because they tend to encourage sort of sugar cravings however i know other people that do the diet and they do have um couple of diet cokes during the day if if that's what gets you through that's fine definitely avoid fruit juices because obviously they're very high in calories so what do you do if you're feeling ill during a fast if you're ill and you have a fever stop the fast absolutely i've done fasts where i've had sort of a, a quite a bad cold but and that was okay but if you're feeling really ill you should stop fasting what i would strongly encourage you not to do though is stop a fast because you want to eat something that's not really a a good reason and you are going to set yourself up to fail if you do that so is it hard fasting i've got to be honest initially yes it is mainly because you're changing a habit and your body's telling me telling you all the time i've missed a meal um you know you've missed lunch you've missed lunch you've missed lunch um aren't you 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 can tell you're hungry because your body is expecting food you know i like three meals a day and if you take one of those meals out it is quite hard but like sort of any habit two or three weeks in and it becomes much more normal Obviously, different people are affected in different ways. But, and I, I still kind of struggle with the last sort of few hours um, before I can eat my evening meal. Um, so I'd say probably from about maybe four or five o'clock, if I'm, you know, eating my meal between 8.30 and 9 o'clock, I, I do struggle a little bit still. And I, I find the the hunger feeling... You know a bit bit difficult to cope with but not too bad um i know other people sort of thrive on the, the hunger feeling so 
it kind of depends on on you know the way you built really the one thing i would say is try and prevent temptation so don't leave the biscuits out or cake or chocolate or whatever your favorite tipple is try if you can not to go out with people that don't understand not to say that she didn't understand but i went out recently with my mum to london and i think it was i was quite new to the fasting thing and she kept on saying oh where are we going for lunch having told her a number of times that you know actually um i'm fasting so i'm, I'm not having any lunch because it doesn't really help and it, it you know creates some difficulties so if you can sort of try and avoid that that that's good but i'd remember the sort of main mantra of, of mimi spencer again co-author of the fast diet book he said you can always have food tomorrow and that one thing as i sort of mentioned in the last episode has got me through some really dark days because even if it meant that I had to have slightly less of other things because I wanted a bar of chocolate or whatever it might be, I could still have it the next day. And that's probably why I don't think I really recommend fasting on consecutive days because if you really fancy something, you don't really want to wait 48 hours. 24 hours is not too bad, but 48 is is way too much. So how, how can you tell that anything's working? Well, there are sort of three main ways. One, weigh yourself once a week. Try if you can, although it's difficult. You know, I know I've done it myself when I first got into it, where you want to weigh yourself two or three times during the week. If you can, try and do it once a week. Take body measurements, particularly around the sort of stomach area, because you want to see, um, you know, the, the fat sort of dissipating from from there i didn't do that and i wish i had so i would thoroughly recommend doing that and monitor your calories each day now if you're so inclined you may want to go a bit more advanced from a monitoring perspective i have been a long-term uh, fitbit fan and fairly recently uh, an Apple Watch fan. And I can thoroughly recommend those two or having a fitness tracker. Not only does it ensure that you're getting your steps in each day, but usually there are some other things it monitors, like whether you move um, sort of each hour or you're going up the stairs for a certain, you know, um, certain amount of times a day or it monitors your sleep or one of the biggest things that I like is it monitoring your resting heart rate I, I would also recommend with regard to calories that you get a calorie app on your phone or something like that because that really helps and and you don't really think about monitoring your calories because essentially with for example, the one I use from NutriCheck, you you essentially take a picture of the barcode and it's got all the calorie information for you. So you don't really even have to think about it. And if you eat a similar thing the next day, you can essentially copy it from one day to another. It also recognizes the 5-2 diet as well. And so on a couple of days in the week, it will essentially 
put those days down to 600 calories and tell you kind of when you've when you've reached those also you what you and now um, NutriCheck is really good for the UK I'm not sure it's really anywhere else so I know the Fitbit app has uh, some uh, a lot of information I find it for the UK particularly it's not that great because it hasn't got that much but it's probably much better in in other areas of the world and um, my fitness pal I know a lot of people have used that and that is fairly reasonable on what it has I don't think it has as much as NutriCheck but um, it's still uh, pretty good what I'd also consider um, if you if you want to get into the sort of advanced monitoring is having scales that integrate into your app as well the only reason I say that and this is purely from my perspective I get very tired in the morning and I'm not really with it and I quite often have weighed myself and then I get out of the bathroom and go what, what weight was that again if it's integrated into your app on your phone then essentially you don't have to worry about it also um, scales these days are quite clever and some will um, monitor your body fat percentage and also mon monitor your um, BMI which is really useful information so we this has gone on a little bit longer than um, uh, well it has gone on as long as I thought it would but um, a bit longer than than normal um, but I really wanted to kind of give you the detail of the um, the 5-2 diet so we've gone through who can fast don't over commit please don't do that we've gone through the calories how many days to fast and on what days to, to fast planning your meals and what to have breaking a fast and motivation to keep going preventing temptation and monitoring and i hope after this episode that you're really ready to give it a go i would probably listen to the next episode on top 10 motivational tips before making up your mind completely but i really hope that you go for it and all that's left for me to say is happy fasting <laughs>